You are listening to Animal Soul Wisdom Radio, tapping into wisdom of our animals, angels, and masters with Darcy Pariso. Tune in monthly to learn how you can better understand your animals and deepen your relationship. This hit show calls attention to the many roles animals play in our lives. Through stories and insights, Darcy shares how animals assist us in raising our consciousness and fulfilling our soul's purpose. These busy healers help us with transitions and challenges, love us, and want us to have more joy in our lives. Are you ready to see yourself through your animal's eyes? Learn how they're helping you and walk through life with more ease and grace? Working with ancient healing practices, Darcy can guide you and provide inspiration to move forward. To learn more, go to DarcyPariso.com. Hey, hello, everyone. Thanks for joining me today on Animal Soul Wisdom Radio. I'm Darcy Pariso, and I'm here in Seattle on KKNW and also on Transformation Talk Radio this every second Thursday. And then again, I'm on Transformation Talk Radio on the fourth Thursday. So for any dates and times, you can go to my website, DarcyPariso.com. And Pariso is Paris with an O. Or just check out my Facebook page, Angels and Animals, and there's some great animal stories. And then Dr. Pat has, um, you know, the show website with a list of the weekly shows. So now that that's out of the way, again, welcome. So today's show is, um, well, the title is Why Emotions May Be the Key to Real Change Between Animals and Humans, and then How We Can Make a Difference to Support Our Animals. And the reason that I wanted to talk about this today is, well, first of all, it's personal for me. And I think that I'm hoping after the show that you'll see things a little differently about your animals or you'll see yourself. Maybe you'll experience um, some similar stories that I bring up to the ones, you know, to these, I'm sorry, in your personal life. And this past year, um, I had been recognizing more of these same issues coming up. And recently I was listening to the um, Animal Wisdom World Summit with Dr. Kara, and they have all kinds of presenters from around the world. It's really a great um, system if you're interested in it. That's Animal Wisdom World Summit. So I was drawn to Dr. Susan, I think it's Irich, and Dr. Mark um, Beckoff. So I'm gonna share some of the things from their perspectives. So to start, like I said, is one species different than another? And are there differences between a dog and a fish or a cat and a deer, you know, and what are they? And if we look at animals as beings, our relationship changes. And so I'm going to start with that. In the webinar, Dr. Susan, she talks about how baby wolves taught her that there's no difference between any of the species. So she had a talk which is titled Bridging Science and Spiritual Understanding of Animals. And she points out and I know that you'll relate to this. She points out that when you feel a special bond with your animal, that connection, it's no longer your cat or your dog. Now it's your family. You know, it's your tigger. It's your muffy. <laughs> so it's our love, that love that we feel for them and coming from them that really helps us to see that they have, you know, they live in a really magical world. So think about it. When you first brought your cat home, for example, or your dog or whoever, you had expectations. You know, there are things that you hope for the relationship. And maybe they took a little longer than you wanted, but you took time to get to know each other. And then suddenly, you know, maybe it's your cat starts snuggling with you, cuddling with you, touching your face with his paw. 
and sleeping with you. And then, aha, you know, he's got you. <laughs> he's got you. You fell in love with him and he is smitten with you. So this is where the relationship changes and it's magical. You might know what he wants and, and what he's communicating to you, but you feel it. It is about our emotions. And like a friend, you might also just get feelings like he's in trouble or something's wrong. My friend was telling me that um, one night he was going to bed and it was late and he noticed that his cat wasn't home, which is very unusual. So he had an agreement with the cat that the cat could go outside, but he had these certain boundaries and he explained it was for his safety. And in that moment, because it was late, he knew the cat's in trouble and he knew that the cat was across the road and he couldn't make it home. Um, it was a very busy intersection near his home. So he jumped into his truck, immediately spotted his eyes shining from, you know, in the dark from across the road. And when he was able to, he drove across the street and the cat came running to him. He was so grateful to be picked up. Um, and so he believed that he had been stuck there for quite a while. Um, now that's an example of, of an emotional bond and that depth that it can go to. So an important point to make about animals is that they're portals for us. You know, they're a gateway. They help us to expand. So regardless of who that special relationship is with, it could be, um, you know, a wolf, a bird, a fish, it doesn't matter. Because animals, they can be all different species. Um, they show me often that, you know, they might favor being a dog and being with families and having certain lessons, but they can have all experiences. But we're talking about, you know, the relationship and the love that changes it. So you have to, um, when you when you feel that connection with the animals, you share it and you live in that feeling. And that's one of the things that Dr. Susan brings up. You've got to live in that feeling. And then things will happen, they'll shift, but we have to pay attention. So for present, we pay attention, it's more helpful. And I'm also a strong believer in setting an intention because our thoughts create our lives. Um, you know, they help us to manifest and, and create in our world. So um, I have an example of myself fairly recently that was coming up about seeing animals as beings regardless of their species. So I have always been afraid of rats. And I know that it goes back to, you know, the movies portraying them as, you know, something that they're not. And just our fears, we have fears of certain animals and we put personalities and who's better and um, who has disease and who is, you know, something else and, and so forth. So one day I was out on my back patio and my friend said, look, look over here by your, this large pot by my door. And I saw these two eyes staring out at me and I, you know, I didn't know what it was. So I just very carefully removed some of the top leaves and out comes, um, this, this rat. I saw these two eyes just staring at me from under the leaves and there she was. And, and my first thought, you know, what would you think that would be? So I see this rat and I thought, oh my gosh, she's so cute. <laughs> she looked like an animated cartoon character. She had the biggest eyes and she just looked at me, you know, just deeply held my gaze and, and she asked me to help her. And I went, oh no, what does that mean? And she dragged herself out from under the leaves and I saw that the lower half of her body um, had been crushed in a trap. And she dragged herself around a little bit and she was so exhausted. 
And um, I knew that it took a lot for her to even be, you know, where she was, that she had to, you know, it took some, a lot of energy for her to, to get out of the situation. So yes, it, it was awful. And unfortunately it got worse. I mean, maybe not unfortunately, but it got worse because she asked me to end her life. And I knew she needed help and I had to sit with that. So I can just tell you that from that day forward, I promise that any animals that are suffering or they need to cross over, have a desire to cross over, um, that I'd help them. And so it's not something that you want to do or you sign up for, but it's the only, you know, kind thing to do when someone's suffering. But she, um, I, I guess I'll just add, I recently buried a third rat and that's why it's also coming up and I'm remembering her. And I see rats as beings. I have empathy for them. They're just trying to find food and survive just like we are. You know, they're, Stomping grounds are being ripped apart and there's more houses going up and that's why there's more of an influx in my own area. But we have to remember that, that there's nobody that's less than us. You know, we're all souls, we're beings, and we're co-creators on this planet. It's it's our home, all of us. So that was one of the things that came up. And Dr. Susan was reminding us, again, that there's no difference between sp species. And something about animals is that they love to be seen as beings. And what she found in her studies is that they're not interested in being a spiritual being or they're not interested in being anything at all other than themselves. But they can see from both a spiritual lens and a scientific point of view. And it's like when the two integrate, the closest thing that we probably have here or are aware of is Buddhism. So we need both. We need that practical and spiritual connection. And so she reminds us that it's love that helps us to see that magic, the magic that's possible that we can have with our animals. And from my experience as an animal communicator, I definitely see that with people I talk to, the heart-to-heart um, -heart connection. And they have a lot of knowledge and understanding of their animals because they're, you know, they're so connected. It's that deep soul connection. So that was where I wanted to start with. And um, we're going to, I just want to take a brief pause here and let you know that we are taking calls today. And that number is 800-930-2819, 1-800-930-2819. And I know we've got a caller on the line already. I think I'm just going to go ahead and jump into that caller and I'll get back to um, to what I want to talk to about animals with you. So any if it's okay, let's go ahead and take Casey. Yeah, let's do it. Casey from the Shoreline area. Hi, Casey. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks so much for taking my call. Hi, Casey. How can I help you? Hi. Um, you know, I, I've heard some of your shows in the past and I actually... I remember you talking a few times about animals um, crossing over and um, being able to communicate with them and everything. And um, I just keep getting like a really big gut feeling that my cat who passed away, her, um, that she, her name is Sam, and that she actually has a message for me. Um, I'm at a pretty big crossroads in my life right now. So I'm just like making really big decisions um, about how to move forward and 
I've been struggling with finances and had some uh, recent disappointments. And I just, uh, I just keep feeling like my cat who passed away, Sam, has something to say about it all. And I was wondering if you could help me with, with delivering the message, so to speak. Sure, um, Casey, I'll do that. As you're talking, I'm, ta I'm tapping into Sam. So Sam is a female? Yes. Yes, okay. Um, as you were speaking, she was immediately showing me, um, you know, to keep going, keep going. You've done this before. You've been down this path. She feels like you, she's showing me, um, like you tend to go for the mountaintop, you know, climb, 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 and you want to get to that mountaintop and you want to move and make, make things happen. And sometimes there are snags along the line and they can really throw you off. But every time that's happened, you have the tenacity and the strength of will to get back on your path and, um, and, and everything fits together. And she's showing it to me almost like puzzle pieces, just clicking or like Legos, like Legos, just clicking into, into place, click, 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 click. And she says, um, this feels like a, a big hurdle, like bigger than other ones possibly. And it feels also like a last one. You might have a couple of um, small things that come up here and, and there, but not, um, something to this magnitude. And she's showing me that you have all kinds of support around you and starting with Archangel Michael at your back. And um, I see the goddess Segmeth in front of you and it looks like she's pulling a cart, like a rope across her shoulder and pulling it and saying, we can do this. You've got somebody at your back and I'm pulling you forward, but you have a lot of helpers. And Sam is also um, a guide for you. I think that you're, you're aware of this because it feels like you have a lot of communication back and forth. And she's saying mm -hmm. that you um, haven't been paying attention, that there are signs and things around you, but I feel that you, um, you know, understandably are upset about things that are that are around you, but it feels like you're missing some things that you're looking straight ahead. Um, and you're trying to make things happen in the physical world. And this is a time where you open your hands wide, open your arms wide to receive and you ask for help. Um, there is going to be like two influxes of money, influxes of health and support coming in. And it feels like you have a, um, I see a Amazon gift card, like a present. It feels like there's presents coming to your way, coming your way. Do you understand this? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because there, there is, um, there is some support coming and it feels like it's going to be the patchwork to get you to the next place. And this is a big one, but you have to ask for help because they're there and they're going to help you. And um, they're not going to let you quit. So if you feel like you're at a low point, just, you know, tap into that wisdom, call in your helpers and go forward because I see, and I want you to have this vision in your mind, in your mind's eye. Um, I see you moving forward. I, I see your, like the, game of life, a board game, you were at start and you took a lot of twists and turns and tried a different, um, tried different areas and different modalities. And, um, and you're, you're headed on the straight path now and all that support is coming to you. So trust it, ask for it and open your arms to receive it because you're not going to be let down. Oh, and thank you so much. That means so much to me. Sam says, um, your, your cat, Sam says, you're not a quitter. you never have been that you've got the tenacity and the strength to go through this and this is a big one and it is hard for you but it's going to work out okay and and she's saying um you know to have patience to have patience it feels like there's time pressures also but to still have patience even with the time pressures and trusting 
Um, because I said there's gifts coming. There's like two or three gifts coming. It feels like maybe you got one and there's like another two behind it. Oh, okay. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. I, I think I was having trouble tapping in lately because I've just been stressed, but I kept seeing her at the forefront, like wanting to, to talk. And I just, I think I couldn't hear it. So thank you so much. Oh, you're very welcome, Casey. Thank you for calling and my very best to you. Thank you. Thanks again. Okay, sure. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. So Benny, we're back to, um, back to the show. Yep, go ahead. I'm just going to give out the number, 800-930-2819, if you'd like to join us. Okay, great. Okay, great. Thank you. So I was talking about um, how our feelings when we see animals as beings and what a difference that makes, and shared my, my rat story, and I think they're adorable now. They I like, they look like cartoon characters and, and so forth. So I was going to move on to talking a little more about um, this summit, the animal World Wisdom Summit, and Dr. Mark uh, Beekoff talks about animals, behaviors, and emotions, and it's kind of all tied, and he reminds us that even Charles Darwin said that the difference between humans and animals is only degrees. You know, it's, it's just degrees, and so one species can't be more different than another, and that includes people and animals. So no one's more advanced, we're just, um, or better, but some of us are more complex. So what it really means is that the differences are not better, worse, good or bad, because we can put animals in a hierarchy and we, you know, are they valuable to us or do we consider them a nuisance? And remember in other countries, some animals that we might um, disregard or see as a nuisance are maybe honored elsewhere. So just keep that opening because the bottom line is, I think that one of the major points I want to make in the theme today is that when we are feeling animals, we see them differently and we're able to connect differently. Um, and we can't really heal animals and our relationships with them until we can make that shift. And so if enough people can get on board and see this and you just keep passing it on and demonstrating how you treat animals and how you see them, it's going to help all of us. It's like that the ripple effect. So keep, you know, keep doing it, everyone. Um, yeah, so nobody's more valued or disposable. Anyway, Dr. Mark reminds us that when we underestimate animals, um, we're really putting ourselves down too. We're, you know, having this hierarchy. Like, and what people don't realize is that fish have rich emotional lives and they're really smart. <laughs> So if you didn't know that, now you do. And so are birds and octopuses. An animal brain focuses on emotions for ethical purpose. Um, they have an intelligence like humans. So we have to stop comparing them. Cats are not smart and rats are not dumb. And I mean, we just can't do that. So I am going to, again, take a break here and go to the phone because I see more calls coming in. And I promised some people that I would be available and not make them wait till the end of the show. Okay, sounds good. And then we'll take uh, Kathleen. She's calling in from Seattle uh, area. So, hi, Kathleen. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thanks for taking my call. Oh, certainly. Hi, Kathleen. How can I help you? Well, um, I had a puppy dog that passed away unexpectedly um, back in 2015. And um, I was wondering if there's been a lot of upset around my house lately. And I'm wondering if if Pearl was her name, um, 
is is still around. I don't know. I just I I kind of anyway. Does Pearl have any messages for me concerning what's going on in the house now? Just was checking. So you said her name is Pearl. Yes. Yeah. And she was so, a beagle, a, a Chihuahua beagle mix. Oh, okay. Chihuahua beagle mix. Um, okay, let me tune into her, Pearl. Um, she she's almost kind of prancing. She's walking almost like she's kind of prancing. Um, like do 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 do, and it feels like she um had a when she was here. It feels like she had a mm, like she was busy. She could be busy when she saw something that she liked. She kind of you know trucked on over there. Boom 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 boom. She's showing me her energy. So I'm asking her what she's doing now. Um, and she. She's acknowledging that you're correct, that she's been around you quite a bit, and she's been in and out. Um, she feels like she has been knocking at the door trying to get your attention, but you haven't been able to see her, but yet you're sensing her. Is that how you're feeling about her? Yeah. Yeah, because it's like there's, um, she's showing me opening the curtains, like a curtain on each side of pushing it to each side of the window, opening the curtains and cleaning the glass. and to be able to see her. Um, are you walking? Are you walking outside? No, walk? I'm, I'm not walking out right now. Am I walking outside right no. now? No, do you like to go for walks? Cause she's showing me you walking and I'm wondering if that's, she's asking you to go walking or you do walk and that's a good place to connect with her. Oh, well we walk every day. Okay. Um, for sure. And you know, since she's since she left, I I don't walk. <laughs> it's true, I don't walk. It, she's showing me that that is one of the best places to connect with her because it's something that you had a ritual and it was something you did together. And whether you yeah. um, realized it, I think you felt it that you had a connection that you were walking together. That was your like your special time. And so she wants you to do that again because when you do, and I also feel like you're going to open your arms and and just really. Um, kind of embrace the, the area and the trees and things because there's messages all around. And she's saying, just, you know, get out and just walk. And it feels like if you go walking three times or up to a week or whatever, your connection will be strong. I mean, you're going to feel her right away because she's waiting to come in. Um, so you'll, you might feel her the first time and then you might feel her presence stronger. And then you might start um, just really feeling things and knowing, hearing things, and it's going to open up more. And she wants to deepen that with you. So so that's the first does thing that she, Pearl says. Okay. Does she have any thought or anything to say about this stray cat that's been showing up? We've been feeding it uh, for about six weeks. It looked like, it feels like it was abandoned and, and it was pretty scruffly looking. And she's, it's looking much better. I can't, still can't tell if it's a male or a female, but I've named it Soft Kitty. And I'm wondering if you can tap into why this cat has come. I have three cats that live with me for 16 years. So um, I'm just wondering why this stray has shown up and if there's a message in it for me. Because, you know, that's also been making me think of Pearl a lot, too. So, Well, the minute you brought up the cat, um, so, Kathleen, the minute you said this cat is coming, and I immediately felt that um, Pearl sent her that um, you are a safe haven for this cat. She's saying safe haven, safe haven. And that she sent this cat. And the cat was um, really struggling. I see it on the fence, like it got caught on a fence. 
um, I see it being chased and being caught on a fence. And um, I also feel like it left its, like this cat, I feel like it's a male. Like he left his um, his home willingly. I don't feel like he was really supported, that he was kind of there and kind of not. Okay. Um, yeah, it doesn't feel like he had strong connections with humans. I mean, he, he has connections with humans, but not that particular family. It felt like he was left outside a lot. If he was around, he was around. If he wasn't, he wasn't. And um, truthfully, he feels like he's kind of a loner and he does like to wander, but he still wants a soft place to land in a home. And so Pearl is saying, here he is, you know, if you can help. And your degree of help could be, you know, whatever that means for you. But mm -hmm. if he... If you don't want to bring them into your family, you could talk to your cats and see if they would be open to that and how that could work. And I'm happy to help you with that if, if you'd like. Or you can um, ask him what he would need. Does he want to go to a shelter and be adopted and find a home? Or um, you know, what does he want? And what's his message for you? We can, not, we can find that out now. Okay, okay let's find, find it out now. It, it is my intuitive hit that he does see me as a as a safe haven, and he's even come through the cat door. I've come out in the morning at 6 o'clock in the morning, and he's on the green chair, fast asleep, pretty secure. And the cats, um, two of them ignore him, and then Belle, she tolerates him. I get the feeling that they know that he was in stress and he's come for healing. And he's not the only cat that's done that. I've had other cats come through for about three or four weeks and not in good shape and I've helped to, to get them back on their feet and then they've left. So it's a common thing for me apparently. Yeah, yeah, it is. You're you're a great healer, Kathleen. That's what it is. Um what what Pearl was showing me is that when he's he comes to your house and he feels comfortable, he does feel healed. But he is um he's waiting for and I lost the word, it wasn't invited, but but basically that was the, um, the feeling behind it. He's waiting for an, an invitation or to see if this is someplace that he can go. He likes where he is. He likes being outside and feeling the energy, but um, he he wants, he's a little curious about coming in, but he's kind of feeling out your other cats. And it feels yeah. like it's kind of so-so, mm, like it's probably okay, so-so, but he's waiting for things to um, warm up. And again, I feel like you can be the facilitator because they read you like a book <laughs> and and understand everything but if you ask the cats is it okay if he comes in for a little bit and has some food and is it okay because i feel that it's going to be um, mostly okay and there'll just be some um well i wouldn't say standoffish you know maybe maybe it might not be super welcoming but it's going to be tolerable yeah that's but, what i get now like i said two of the cats ignore him but but bell who is kind of like the queen of the house except for when Fiona comes in. Now, Fiona and Belle were this litter mates and have grown up together, and they've always been at this house, and they've never had a litter box. They've always been indoor-outdoor cats, never had any problem. And as of late, Fiona has decided to pee in my bed. Oh, okay. So what's going on with that? I guess, yeah, yeah um, she's making a point. And I guess another question is to, you don't have to answer, but whose side of the bed? <laughs> Well, it's it's an interesting it's it's um it's my bed. I don't share it with anybody. But let's see, um, it would be she would pee on the end of the bed, on the down comforter. 
Okay. Was one of your cats, um, is there a cat that likes that spot and she's claiming it or she's angry nope. about it? No. Because it seems like she's, um, often they go to where, you know, they're making a point. Well, that's okay. the feeling I'm getting that she's making a point. Now, I've been doing Airbnb for the last three months, and um, it happened one other time where one of one of the shoes out in the living room had cat pee in it, and I'm sure it was from Fiona because the other two I just didn't get a sense of it, and then I caught Fiona peeing. Yeah, so that's yeah. The other I two, knew. yeah. The other two watch and wait you know they they see you as the um as the top cat and they watch and wait but fiona yeah. likes to be the top cat so um you can talk to her about their, this and tell her what you expect and how she can change this and what you'll do to help her and offer her some bribes some treats if you need to but tell her that this is important i need to rent this out i desire to and so what you can do to help me and and just talk with her and tell her why it's important yes and, and indeed, I have done that because I understand about speaking with my animals. And something else about Fiona, I noticed that she has quit cleaning herself so, you know, intentionally like cats do. And she got, yes. she's long-haired, and she got matted hair clumps underneath that I have been having to take the time to cut out. And we've almost got them all out, but... It's very unusual for her because she's always kept her her coat pristine and um, and fabulous and so anyway, there's just a lot of transition yes. going on for Fiona. Yeah, and how old is she? She's she'll be sixteen. Oh, yeah. okay. I was gonna say because 15, it feels like 15. she's yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Um, you know, Kathleen. I'd be. I'd love to give you a reading. So if you'd like to call, we can go through all these things in depth. Well, thank so, you. Yes, I will. I will definitely do that. I'll check you out on uh, your website, and you probably have booking arrangements right there. Yes. Yeah. Just go to my website and just put in, um, you know, half an hour reading, and we'll go from there. And okay. I can help you with a lot of these things. We can go into a lot of depth because I see a lot of things, but it's. Um, once I start, it's going to it's gonna go on for a while. And I know we've got other callers waiting. And I'd like to talk to you, and I appreciate you calling in. All right. Thank you so much. I will, I will make an appointment. Okay. Thanks for calling. Yeah, thanks, Kathleen, for joining the show. And uh, should we just kind of keep moving on forward here, Darcy? I think we're yeah. uh, off to a pretty yeah. good rhythm. Okay. Yeah. Do so, we need to take a break before? Or do nah. we just keep going? Let's just keep okay. going. We, already, we kind of did it at the top going. of the hour there getting set up. So uh, Maria from Kirkland's now joining us. Hi, Maria. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Hi, Maria. How can I help you? Well, um, you helped me. Uh, con well, you helped by contacting my kitty that passed away a few months ago. Um, uh, and after he passed away, we acquired another cat. Um, but the one that passed away was the father of a kitty named Cookie. And Cookie. Um, is now over 10 and he's um, is tending to decline in age in, in health and I'm concerned about him. Mm, okay. Um, when I feel into his energy, I feel fatigued. I feel fatigued, like almost like my body is dragging, but then uh -huh. at other times he has more energy. So he's yeah. kind of going in and out of these slumps and it's like an up and down. Yes, um, he doesn't almost, seem very happy at times, and that's when he slumps. 
Yeah, and it feels like it's, um, like it's almost a pattern or a rhythm, like this up and down, the slumps. And when he's when he's up, so to speak, he um, he's feeling okay. He's feeling not as strong, but he's feeling okay. But when he's down, he feels very um, heavy and tired, just really tired. Um, uh -huh. So he feels like he is in that, um, like stepping more into that transitional state. Um, uh -huh. Also, he's showing me his his eyes. He just keeps it's looking at his eyes, and I want to keep like like blinking, like I'm trying to see clearly. Uh huh. Um, and it almost feels like I have sand or something in my eyes, like they feel kind of dry, and and I just don't see so well. Um, but it that varies also. It's almost like um, like if he blinks his eyes, then he gets more clarity, or he can see better. But there's you know it's just kind of a diminishing of his eyesight. Okay, that's interesting. Um, and I know he's not crazy about the other cats, which I we kind of got so that he'd have company again. And this is the new cat that just came in? Uh, yeah, the new cat came in um, several months after uh, Reggie passed away. Yeah, it's not It's not that he's uh, annoyed. He, he kind of doesn't care. He, he's just dealing with his own stuff. Uh -huh. So it's not that he's saying to the new cat, like, I don't like you. It's just that I can only take care of myself right now and just, you know, stay kind of on your side and I'll stay on my side. And it's not in anger or frustration. It's just um, this is what I can do. Okay. Is there any way uh, that you see that I can support him? I understand if he wants to transition, but... Uh, would like to help him if he doesn't. He um, he's going to let you know when he's ready, and he's on the path. But he's wrapping things up. He's showing me he's wrapping things up, and some of that is um, is with you and things that you've done together, and are are doing together, and how he's going to continue to help you. He do you see him when he's out of his body, like he's like really not there? You know, it, you don't feel his essence yeah. so much. Because that's what he's doing. He's like, I'm wrapping things up. And at that time, it's like his, his spirit is um, at home on the other side, wrap, you know, getting things ready. And um, he, when he comes back, he's bringing some energy with him so he can stay a little longer. So I don't see him being here a, a, like a long time, like a couple years. But he, the fact that he's going back and forth doing this, it could be um, months. But, but I can't put a time on, on that and things can change. Um, yeah. But he wants yeah. you to know that he he wants some special time with you, and he's showing me like rubbing his head on you and you scratching his ears and and just like um, being on you. But this is when he's feeling okay. He's not always going to be up for that. Okay. So if, yeah, if he's shut down and he's not in his body, you know that's not the time to pick him up, of course. But um, when he's you know when it's he's open to it. Okay. And talk to him and say, you know, I want to make you happy and spend time together and love you. And when you're ready to go, you just you know, let me know. Give me a sign. Maybe you'll stop eating or maybe you'll but let me know before you're in pain. But because he seems to be on this path, um, you'll know. And you can check with me and I can let you know what he says when you feel that, you know, we're we're really pretty close or we're there. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome, and good luck with your other cat. Maybe we can talk to him another time. Yes, thank you very much. You're, you're welcome. My best to you, Maria.
All right. We'll uh, jump to the next one. This one is, uh, her name is Marie, and she's calling from Arizona. So, hi, Marie. <laughs> hi, Marie. Hello. Um, how can I help you? Hi, my name is Marie. I'm calling from Arizona. And um, I have a cat named Cindy. She passed away last um, year. And um, I just want to know if she's got any messages for me. Okay, Marie, I'm sorry. I didn't hear your cat's name. Cindy. Oh, Cindy. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Cindy. Oh. <laughs> I feel her. Um, was she a larger cat? Yes. Because I just feel, um, I feel her physical presence and I feel her fur. <laughs> like she's oh, yeah. fluffy. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. She's very fluffy, yeah. so, yeah, and she just, because she, it was both. First I saw her as fluffy, but then I felt her, her core body and her essence and thought, you know, she's a big cat, or, um, big energy. And she says, she's, and she's proud of it. <laughs> she has, she's proud of it. Yeah. Okay, so you'd like to know, um, you know what her message is or how she's helping you now? And actually, how did she pass? It was, she just deteriorated on me and I didn't see it. It's I almost like don't think she, one week to the next. Um, she was hiding it from you, and cats often do that. She was because oh. I heard you weren't meant to see it. Um, she feels like she had some control over how things went, and it uh -huh. could have been a, um, you know, could have gone in different ways. But she, she kind of went in stages or in steps. But she was good at hiding it, and I feel that she literally did that where she would um, hide or shut down. Um, um, when she, if you were around and she wasn't feeling up to par, she was more about taking care of you and healing you and making sure you were okay. And right. she, she didn't want to be a burden. She, um, she was very proud, she was a very proud cat and she is a good healer. And so she's telling me now that, um, that she's strong and healthy. And as soon as she crossed over, she was in this magnificent bubble of energy and colors and lights and um, all kinds of healing energy that that could, she's, she's showing me illuminating, that it illuminated and that she didn't have to um, like squelch some of these things down that when she was with you because she, um, she wanted to be there for you and heal you. And she's doing that now. She's doing that from the other side. She's helping you. Um, she, oh, I have to, let me look at this a minute. I'm not sure what she's showing me. Um, she's showing me like, like playing hide and seek behind a tree because she shows me an image of a tree and popping out and popping back. And I don't think she's literally doing that. I, I believe what she's showing me is that she's popping in and out and that you're, you're sensing her on your home. That's where we laid her to rest. Oh, by, and by the tree? tree in front of my window, yeah. Okay, because she keeps showing me like I'm at this tree and I'm popping in and out. You know, I pop on one side and the other side and I'm by this tree. And she it's connects with you. It's a beautiful shade tree, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, do you sit under it or walk under it? It's right in front of my bedroom window. And I always okay. walk around it, yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, because yeah. I actually feel like you could put your back against this tree or, mm -hmm. you know, just sit on a chair in front of it and get all kinds of information, both from the tree and from Cindy. But she's saying that that's always a spot, the go-to spot. And it feels oh, like wow. she also um, looks in your windows, which she thinks is funny. Oh, my because God, she, yes. 
I yeah, she can be in your window. Either. I mean, she can. Oh, God. Yeah. Is that her that I see perched up in the tree then? There's this cat. Yeah. And we have three dogs, three big dogs that roam the entire yard. And there's this cat that perches up on the tree, on the, under the same tree. And she's, like, not afraid. And I'm like, I'm, I don't understand because the dogs, you know, they're roaming the yard. And she's like, she doesn't even see the dogs. It's like she's just there in the tree. And I can see her from my bedroom window, just some glowing eyes. Yeah, but she's, you know, basically the other animals just see her as energy. Mm, I mean, they, they okay. see her as, um, you know, in spirit. So it doesn't, it doesn't phase them. They're not going to bark at somebody oh, that can't make, okay. they can't make a difference to her. Um, but cause right. she's showing me. Yeah, because she's, she's kind of laughing. She's like showing me that she's in this tree, but then she's laughing about it because she doesn't have to be in the tree. She could just be in the house, but it seems like it's kind of a fun thing for her to do, and there's something kind of symbolic about it. And so it's you're able to see her, and you know that she's there. Wow, she's giving you a lot of validation that she's around you and that love never dies and life always goes on, right? Right. Yeah, she, she actually, that cat, she actually made me hers. I didn't pick her. She picked me. Yeah, well, she says what goes around comes around, and it's like the circle of life, and <laughs> yes, she's just showing me, like, oh, we've done this many times. Um, she's mm -hmm. telling me that she's, like, kind of, like, propping you up to move you forward. Are you thinking about right. changing something, making some new steps? She's showing me you taking steps forward, and she's um, kind of... Yes, I am. I actually lost my mom. Um, she, she, My cat Cindy passed away a little bit uh, a few months after my mother did, so we're kind of like a double hit on me there. And yeah, I, I I do, I do want to go forward. Since last year, you know, it was kind of a big toll on me since losing both of them around the same time. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, they are coming in together, and they are around you, and they're supporting you. And I feel like something's changing in your life. That you are moving forward. You're moving in a new direction, and there's um, going to be like a new friend or a new relationship. Somebody coming in on, on the right. And it's the right, they're saying it's the right time and it's the right thing. <laughs> and it's the right person. The right thing. So go for it. Okay, got it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I actually, I have my puppy, my fur baby. He um, he still lives. He, uh, we are so connected on every level. I know when he's upset. I know when he's a little bit mad. I know when uh, he understands me just as much as I understand him. I am, I could like almost read his mind. And he's there, he, the look he gives at me, there's like, a human pair of eyes behind those eyes. It's like so deep that that looking at eyes that he gives me to stare. He kind of scares me sometimes. I'm like, wow, that that's a deep look there. That you know that he yeah. gives me sometimes. Mm -hmm. But um, also last year he um, he lost one of his eyes, and I was wondering. I don't know what happened to him. I, I don't understand. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense at all. Um, because he's an inside dog, and, and um, he was out in the yard, and before I know it, I just heard whimpering and crying, and, and, you know, he was just, like, hurt. So I go outside, and I find him bloody and stuff, and hurried up and rushed him to the vet and got, got him all cleaned up and better. But I want to know, it still it bothers me to not know what happened to him. Yeah. Well, Marie, we probably just have a couple minutes, because I have a few other callers, but what I see is, oh. like, like, something... Um, I just want to say this quickly. My my first impression is that like something um, flying at him, like a, a rock flying at him, and him run or him running and a stick hitting him, like something just um, bang bang. Something happened fast. 
like a bang, like he was hit. Yeah, like a like a rock kicking up or running and the stick hitting him, but it was like an impact. It was like something hit him, and hmm. it must have been a powerful impact because he came and he didn't have an eyeball. There was nothing there. It scared me. Yeah, yeah. So well, it, it feels like um, a powerful impact. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I can I can look at it, you know, in a reading sometime if you want, but it feels like it's. Um, Oh, I'm trying to think what the words are. Like when something hits you and it's almost like um, frozen or um, numb or like it, like it changes. It doesn't have the same feelings anymore. It's basically. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, yeah. Like lots, lots of, that's what it feels like. Loss of sensation. Oh, I see. Okay. But thank you for calling. Okay, thank Please you call so much. Another time. Yeah. Yes, thank well, thanks, you so Marie. much. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So, Penny, do we have more callers waiting? Sorry about that, Darcy. I was in the middle of uh, finishing up. Uh, Kathleen actually called back and needed some information about you, so that was nice of her. Uh, we oh, are okay. open for right now. We only have about you know seven minutes left in the show either way. So. Okay. Yeah, I saw another name. I guess that was Kathleen that popped up. Okay. All right, great. Thank you. I didn't want to um, have to hang up without talking to everyone. So, great. That worked out. So, I'll go back to, <laughs> go back to my story here about... Um, the Animals World Summit wisdom and the different things that came up. And um, so Dr. Mark was, was telling us that we underestimate animals and fish have emotional, rich emotional lives. And, and we need to see that. And we can't be comparing animals and, you know, this one is smart and this one isn't and so forth. But what got me talk, what got me excited about this topic is about showing that we're all the same and animals can change species when we see them and we connect with them, we'll stop making those judgments and the comparisons, and we'll see that they're all valuable, that it's only our perception and our judgment in different parts of the country, you know, they might maybe honored. So, you know, when we look at consciousness, um, you know, as a medium, we see animals changing species, like a feral cat hasn't been a cat for so long and maybe wants the experience and they intentionally have a short life. They're finishing something up. So there's always something going on with animals for soul growth. And animals, um, and the scientists say about animals that real change will come when scientists and people understand the emotions and we can start seeing who they are. Um, I have a couple of stories to share and I'm kind of watching the time, but um, one of the things that Dr. Kara asked Dr. Susan in this webinar, if it was possible to have a whole brain experience with enough experiences in another life form. And I found this fascinating that um, the answer was that dogs and cats have begun this process for us. And it happens when we have an experience with that dog or cat and we see them as a whole brain. And then we can expand that out to other animals. So our interaction with that dog will help us understand what we deem as less than or something that's unknown to us. And they brought up some things like crows cannot perform other animals and they have a tiny brain. And the octopus brain is spread out through the entire body and things like that that are really cool. Um, and another thing that I thought was really fascinating is that scientists believe that we, you know, that we are not fully animal or human, but we're somewhere in between. And we can be at all times when we're at our best, our best self, we're compassionate, we have strong ethics, and we honor all living beings. 
So this whole thing was, I was a little chopped up today with taking calls in between, and I know we're limited on time, but I just wanted to let everyone know too that before we leave, that I have a special announcement, and that's Robin Alexis of Mystic Radio with Robin Alexis is going to be joining me on Animal Soul Wisdom on the fourth week of the month for September and October. And then because of the holidays in November and December, Robin will be joining me on the second week of the month for November and December. But I don't expect you to remember that, but I'm just going to tell you that you can, again, you can go to my website, darcypariso.com, and Pariso is Paris with an O. My Facebook page is Angels and Animals. And if you'd like to receive my newsletter with any upcoming events and so forth, you can email me at dpariso, D-P-A-R-I-S-O, at live, L-I-D-E, dot com. And I can send that off to you. And Benny, why do we have just a few more minutes? Uh, yeah, about two and a half. Yep. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, a quick note, a, a summary of all the things I was going to tell you is <laughs> about soul contracts. Um, what are they? Um, like our life soul contracts are created by thoughts and the experiences we have in this life. And we might have, you know, things that we need to clear. We're unsafe, we're unworthy, we're, we're something that we think we need to be. And so the thing about animal contracts is they've mastered unconditional love and they don't ask us for anything in return. And they're helping us to love ourselves and to heal ourselves and to see ourselves as souls. So if you look at the animals in your life and ask, you know, just you You'll know intuitively, and if you need to take a walk and be in nature or whatever, you know, just let the information come to you. How are they helping you? Um, are they helping you with relationships by a behavior like peeing in the house where they shouldn't be? Um, and sometimes they'll even leave us because that's what we need to do. We need to go through some kind of healing through grief and loss and heal that part of ourselves. So there's all kinds of stories of things that happen. So just remember that animals are always here, they have their contracts and they're tied to us. Um, you know, we might have, we might need to overcome fears, let our light shine, overcome self-doubt, a whole array of things. So I have a lot more on this topic, which we'll go to another time. And I just wanna thank you for tuning in today. And I wanna remind you to um, follow the schedule and check out when Robin Alexis is on and remember every second and fourth Thursday, you'll find me on transformation talk radio. And on the second Thursday on KKNW, this is Darcy Pariso. Thanks for listening today. And I will see you back in two weeks and that's at 2 PM Pacific time and five Eastern time and animal soul wisdom radio on transformation talk radio. Thank you. Have a great couple of weeks until then. Thank you for listening to Animal Soul Wisdom Radio, tapping into the wisdom of our animals, angels, and masters with Darcy Pariso. Tune in monthly as Darcy shares stories and insights on how to better understand and deepen our relationships with animals. Working with light and ancient techniques, Darcy is here to guide you through the process and provide inspiration to move forward. For more information or to listen to this show, visit DarcyPariso.com. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.